Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray that has over 100,000 five-star reviews. It's always formulated with essential oils and plant-based ingredients that eliminate bathroom odor before it even begins. Essential for our home. So many shared toilets with all the smells, plus it's female-founded and a Texas-based company. You know we love that. Yeah. <laughs> plus, if you have any upcoming travel, Poopery 2-ounce and the travel side 10 millimeters are TSA-friendly. The brand Puri also has many additional odor elimination products for your homes, pet, shoes, and more. Visit www.puri.com at 20% off your first purchase. Just use code Bathroom Chronicles 20. <laughs> Welcome, Shiva Rose. Woo! Hi. Shiva is one of my dearest friends and one of my favorite people. She also has one of the most incredible beauty lines, Shiva Rose Beauty. The products, like she has such a magnificence about the way that things smell and nourish you with their texture, with their scent, but everything is as clean as clean can be. And she's making them herself right now. <laughs> oh, wow. And some of, <laughs> some of them. And she has a book called Whole Beauty and with all kinds of recipes about homemade masks and things that you can do on your own mm. filled with and all, all these incredible things. It's just wow. such a beautiful book. I didn't know that. My daughter, yeah. she's so witchy witch. She loves to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and she's very feminine. She loves so yeah. I have to get that book. Yeah, It is. Wow. Amazing. A spectacular book. Thank a spectacular spectacular beauty line. My personal favorites are the the pearl cleanser and also oh. the saffron serum. Oh, the beauty the beauty sa saffron beauty serum. It is heaven. Oh, it smells so delicious. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. Oh, wow. How long it have you been? Okay, you have to Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So, I need to know where you came from. <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? Okay. Yeah. So, okay, go go and you have a fascinating life story. What oh, would you like yeah. to share with us? My gosh, I just, it's so surreal to be here in Texas, in the bathroom. After all these years, but it's actually perfect. Yeah. Driving yeah. here, all the wildflowers were bloom oh. and it was just so stunning here this time of year. So yeah, really I was is. feeling very grateful. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, well, I'm half Iranian, half American. And I lived in Iran for the first 10 years, and then we escaped during the revolution. Oh, wow. We were held under martial law, too, in our house for about six to, six to eight weeks with no electricity. We ate canned goods, tanks, machine guns, like the whole thing. Oh, my God. Before the escape. So it was kind of a traumatic, so you know. So brothers, sisters, I have a younger parents, brother. Everybody escaped at yes, the same time? Yes, we all escaped. Okay. We were managed to get smuggled on a plane that had these airline attendants, British Airways airline attendants that the UK wanted to get out before. Wow. This is right before the hostage situation. This is right before. It's right. It was actually miraculous because it was the window when the Shah was gone and yeah. Khomeini was coming. And that's actually why we managed to escape oh because my there was like a little window where we were able, there was nobody running the country. That's yeah. really fascinating. One of my very dear friends was in um, a hotel, managing the hotel and was g caught in that 
hostage situation and was there oh for, I forget how long, how many years he was oh there. Gosh. David Cunningham, he's since passed, God oh. bless him. But it's how he found his healing powers. Mm. He went from hotel manager and basically made a promise to God and said, if you get oh. me out of here alive, wow. I will turn my life over to you. And he kept his promise. And he, he literally just passed um, last, Did he? Yeah, last oh. year. It was such a great soul. But yes. the fact that you got out and that you and your whole family... Yeah, our whole um, family, to, and uh, it was just, uh, but but that's just sort of the backstory. Before yeah. that, we grew up rural. My mom, American, and she would do things like like have honeybees and harvest the honey and make wine, and that sort of like led me to where I am today because mm. I was sort of raised in that, you know, sort of connection to the land. Yeah, where was your mom around. from? She's from San Francisco area. Oh, so she was in the Bay Area. She, was she raised that way, or she just had a, a knack for doing that? Um, yeah, she wasn't really raised that way. I think just mm. being in Iran in a, such a, and it's sort of like where we are now in Texas. Like I'm so far away from, you know, the French bakery that I just make it myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's what happens when yeah. you're far away from the things that you want. You're yeah. like, I really want some sourdough French bread right now with, you know, yeah. I've got the great butter. <laughs> so, you know, you, you end up making it yourself and yeah. I get where my mother came from mm. now, you know, Beautiful. she just had to like rely, she had to create things herself. Um, and that's again, back to beauty too. When I, I was an actress and um, gosh, just so long now. And when I was getting divorced around 2008, 2009, uh, I just, I had all these autoimmune things that flared up and I had two little girls and I was like, I cannot act anymore. I can't do this, this business. It's, and I have to be home with my children. So mm. I went back to the earth. I got this house near the mountains. Um, I started to grow my own food. I got chickens. I got honeybees. And this is back when it wasn't chic. This is right. pre-goop, you know? Yeah. This, is like, <laughs> this was like, really? My friends you could thought teach I was something. Yeah. <laughs> got but it. it was like way before all that. And I was doing this because oh, to heal myself mm-hmm. and to give a good home for my children. And that's when I made the correlation about food. And then next after food, when that light bulb goes up is beauty. You know, you realize all this stuff, you know, women, women gain five pounds of chemicals every year. What? Yes. Five Five pounds pounds of of chemicals chemicals every day. I mean, every Every year. year from, I think it's 139 they're exposed to on a daily basis. These are all facts. God. So it's everything from your cleaning to the parabens, the phthalates, everything in the makeup, everything in the beauty products, you know, so that's, that was sort of my wake up when I was trying to heal the autoimmune issues I had, you know, not just with food, but with beauty. And that's when I started to make my own beauty, beauty line. And that led to one thing and another. And then the book, which is a culmination, it's actually about how I healed myself from autoimmune issues through beauty, meditation, diet, spirituality, um, you know, connection to wow. all these things. How fabulous. Thank you. Well, it works because <laughs> you're stunning. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But it's also like, you know, oh. you don't know when you're, you know, I'm always reaching out to people, like if they're going through hard times with illnesses or divorce or heartbreak or, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the things that come up with life. It's like, don't give up and just keep going because eventually you'll come out of it, right? Mm. Eventually you will be on the other side and eventually you will be stronger and swords are not, are forged in fire, right? Diamonds yeah. are forged from all of these hard things. So yeah. I think we have to keep remembering that. Yeah. 
I'm still stuck on the five pounds of, of, um, I know uh, what's the word you used? Uh, chemicals. Yeah. I can't even say it. Yeah, phthalates and parabens. And so how, so. Do, so do you have remedies to release that or is it just daily oh, living? Yeah. I'm curious how you've, how you, how did you find out that that's true? And then what did you do to remedy yourself? Well, you can definitely Google it. Okay. It's on Google. And then, um, I started to get on the Ayurvedic path, which, um, is such a beautiful, you know, tradition that's been around 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. And they basically believe that you're constantly detoxing. You need to be sweating, pooping, you know, um, all the things that we do through our saliva, through our, um, you know, the dry brushing, the coconut oil pulling these, the Ayurvedic theory is sort of based on the fact that we're constantly detoxing and that's what we have to do to stay Mm -hmm. healthy. And usually, um, you know, we have these underlying things that will cause autoimmune or cancer, all these other illnesses. And it's either like parasites, molds, bacterias, I believe immunization, certain immunizations, you know, all these things, heavy metals, they're going to accumulate into your body and eventually cause dis-ease. And if you're not finding a way to detox through coffee enemas. That's another thing that's helped me a lot. Oh, wow. Coffee enemas, um, you know, these things, dry brushing, lymphatic system, like these things that are becoming pretty common knowledge now, but I guess 20 years ago, it was still sort of- <laughs> You were ahead of your time 20 years ago yeah, with that knowledge. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, it like- <laughs> it's good to have a reminder because sometimes we go through seasons of cleansing where we're more in a flow of a routine and then we drop out of it. Now it's spring. Yes. So now it's the season to reinvigorate these rituals that we do. What I love about you is that beauty and detoxing isn't just a thing you do. It's a ritual, Mm. which brings you back to your centeredness. It brings you back to peace of mind. It brings you back to pleasure in the world and the simplicity Mm. of things in nature and our senses. Mm -hmm. And that's just been one of the things that I cherish about you. You don't just come to somebody's house. You come with a beautiful basket with all kinds of goodies and things that smell good and pearl rose creams and all these things that just nourish you from the inside out and the outside in. And I love that. Thank you. And actually, um, It's worth following you on Instagram too, because you share a lot of these rituals. And even though I do these things, I always utilize witnessing you as a remembrance Mm. to Mm. do them. A lot of times I'm reminded, okay, it is the full moon. Here's what Shiva has to say. How does this feel? (laughs) Feels really great. Let's do this. And actually you teach about the moon cycles as well. I do. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I love that. I have a course on my Instagram, my Podia, which is uh, called the moon and you or the moon and I, I change it sometimes, but it's all about the moon rituals and how to connect our cycles to the moon rituals and um, create manifestations through the moon. And it's fascinating because when you look back to when it was a matriarchy and what, you know, the, the, it signified and there's things, and even if you're not menstruating anymore, you still cycle with the moon and there's fascinating things like there's the red queen moon cycling. And then there's the white queen, which is basically if you're ovulating on, let's say the red moon is full moon bleeding, ovulating with the new moon. 
Okay. And then the other one is the reverse. And so women usually cycle between the two. You're either ovulating on the new moon or you're ovulating on the full moon. And if you're um, bleeding, it, it sometimes it, it's um, if you're bleeding on the full moon, it means you're more about childbearing. It's your childbearing years. And if you're not, then you could be birthing a project, mm. which is so interesting to me. And this was all matriarchal, you know, processes that we sort of threw out the window when we decided to make the Gregorian calendar, but we kept the 28 days, 28 to 30 days, which is a woman's cycle. There's wow. certain like hints that still lead you back to the matriarchal system that was intact wow. for so many years. I know it's interesting. What's really interesting is when you talk about the cycles and the different things that they activate or show us that we're embodying. I had, after having Jeremiah, I got on a new moon cycle, but now I'm shifting, shifting back uh -oh. <laughs> as I'm starting a business though. Yes. So, you, so you're birthing a, birth, a project. Birthing yeah. a project. And actually it has to do with generational beauty and children. Ah, so, beautiful. Yeah. And it's been so fun. And actually you've helped me so much with oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I know I'm glad yeah, it's working out. Goodness. And that's what I love about you too, Kimberly, that we're, you're always sharing your you know, everything. And that's what I love. That's what we need is women yeah. more of that. And rather than the other sort of behavior, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lucky to have a sisterhood yes. where we do that yes. and really honor each other. And we, I mean, they say women's DNA alters when they're around other women. Like yeah. we need other women. Well, look at the cycles, right? When you, right. right. Everybody comes together and all of a sudden the most powerful woman in the room, everybody's cycle changes. So like I wasn't bleeding and now I'm bleeding, <laughs> right? It's just like, it's a thing. And I have to yeah. say being in Texas, like I'm in my fifties now and my cycle is like, so like, I'm like, wait, I've gone backwards. I'm like better than I was in my twenties and thirties. And I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Wow. I mean, even my partner was like, aren't you supposed to be in like perimenopause? I'm like, guess. <laughs> wow. But it's all, I think it's yeah. all the things and being close to the earth and looking at the moon cycles, the sun. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the poor sun that's yeah. been demonized. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh my gosh. Go well, the for sun it. is yeah. my new lover. It's yeah. like I'm sunning my yoni in the morning and I'm just like, <laughs> and that's like so, you feel so much power that oh, way. Oh, wow. That's Never heard that one. Oh. <laughs> a lot. This is, this, yeah, this hey. is something people do. I would love to talk about the sun as well. We receive vitamin D through our eyes. Mm. And a lot of us walk around wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. And sometimes yes. we need them. But yeah. I definitely prefer a hat um, because we need the sun on our eyes sometimes. And... And mel uh, melatonin we make yeah. from the sun. So all these yeah. people that are having sleep issues and, you know, all these kids, this is, my heart goes out to all the teenagers that are suicidal and depressed and anxiety because they all need sunlight and magnesium, yeah. you know, our food's depleted of magnesium. So it's like, I wish I could be like president of the world or queen of the world. I would be <laughs> like, every school needs magnesium yeah. and sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. tell those mother truckers to stop trying to block the sun because that's an agenda that's happening right now mm. in the world. They want to mm. block the sun for monetary systems. And well, <sighs> what's really interesting about the sun is that I am hearing a lot about 
as people shift their diet, as they start releasing these processed oils, oils from their diet, yes. seed oils, mm-hmm. they stop burning and having I'm serious reactions one, to I'm the I'm an example of this. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, I, I had melasma, that. the worst melasma in my 20s and 30s. And it was a lot to do. My hormones were not balanced and it was also seed oils. And now I can go and listen, everyone should be cautious because the sun is still so extremely powerful. Like I get morning, early morning rays and then sunset. Then I wear a hat like you. Yeah. But most sunscreens are highly toxic. And that's the other thing. It's it stops your body from absorbing the rays of the sun, mm. you know, the, the, the good rays, and it only absorbs the ultraviolet, which is the dangerous ones that cause cancer. Oh, wow. So again, I'm, please everybody so do, do your you, research and talk to your doctor. Don't do get you in use trouble. any, do you use <laughs> any sunscreen? No, I do. Use, well, if I'm in Hawaii, which yeah, I love, I mean. like, like I will, I, but it has to, to be Thomas, zinc. So I only use a zinc. I don't use the other ones with zinc. all the, um, binox, uh, I forget the chemicals, but they're, they're very toxic. Mm. Well, most sunscreens are toxic. Most sunscreens are also toxic to our reef system. Yes. And so to the what system uh, to reef, the reefs, the ocean and the ocean, they're destroying the ocean. Okay. Yeah. And so badger is a good one. Like I always tell people badger, the kids badger. Do you know what I love more than badger? (laughs) I love badger is great and everything, but I'm so, so sensitive. So I've really tested them all on me and my kids. And the one that I find the most helpful to my family and It'll be different for different people. Is raw elements? Mm. You could practically eat the sunscreen. I don't love that. don't eat the sunscreen. Eat <laughs> but raw <laughs> elements is amazing, and I they don't also know it. have. I gotta get it. Yeah, they also have a tinted one that you can put on your face if you mm. just want, you know, yes. a little smoothing out. Um, but yeah, I tend to not wear any sunscreen either unless, you know, yeah, you're walking you're in the heat of the day of course. in which I need shade anyways. Definitely. So pale. Yeah. But I was gonna say. it is true. The, the sun is a powerful healing tool that sets our circadian rhythms in a very beautiful way. And also is very powerful. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. developing this beautiful relationship with it. Yeah. And, and not being so afraid, yeah. you know, I feel like mm-hmm. we've created this culture of, you know, just being such, so well, you can go sun. too far, right? Cause when I was a kid, we, we would lather up with the baby oil and lay out there. Right. Which isn't not the answer. Right, either. Not the answer either. <laughs> and, and then take the sunglasses off. And I never had sunglasses, but I have sun damage on my eyes oh. from never having sunglasses. Mm. So, um, cause I've from just, never having shade shades from never Sh- having shade. shade. Yeah. So not shading my eyes was, it was an right. issue. And so like trying to go backwards and let, okay, I'm going to have some sun and then I'm going to wear my sunglasses at, you know, the prime time of the day and, but not in the morning, not in the late afternoon. I think it's like a medicine. You can't, Mm -hmm. you have to be wary of any medicine that you use. You can't, you have to like overprescribing. No. And you have to like, look at see what's I grew up in tanning beds, guys. Oh my gosh. Tanning beds. And you know, my mom would get so, so, so dark. And I can see that with your mom. <laughs> yes, yes. She would get so, so dark and I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm really the only redhead in the family. And um, yeah, growing up in tanning beds, I had a relative that got skin cancer. Oh. And so, you know, those are things that you need to be careful mm-hmm. with. But there's also been studies done that some of the chemical compounds in sunscreens mixed with the sun can also, also develop that. Develop so yeah. having wow. these, this is why I'm so passionate about clean beauty products, right? Definitely. Yeah. Can you tell us 
about the beauty industry in the U.S. versus Europe even. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so, yes, it's a completely different thing. There's so many chemicals that are banned in Europe that we allow here. I mean, so many. Who's in that, charge? <laughs> no like, one. No. <laughs> money. Money is in charge. There we go. Lobbying yes. is yes. in charge. But it's wow. just like food. I mean, you look at the, the cereal true. boxes that are, you know, here. It's a whole different list of ingredients and the, and the GMO stuff that's banned in Europe. And well, I'm like, why I, are we poisoning our children? And I just saw the same thing with a lot of these products that were were natural, mm-hmm. right, that now have been bought by big conglomerations and they haven't changed the packaging, but on the back they've changed the ingredients. Mm. I was like stunned oh, wow. to just oh, learn yeah, this yeah, lately. Yeah. And natural is not what it uh, yeah, used to be. Yeah, like native, you know, I used to love and now they've right. changed the back of that. Like there's a whole bunch of I them know, out it's there. so sad. Well, natural like, is not a regulated word. So when you see something that says natural, there is no legal definition of what natural is. Anybody mm-hmm. can put natural on their mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean I it's think healthy. it's just pushing us again to go local, right? Mm. Your farmer's markets, your, I mean, as much as you can. Like yeah. yesterday, for example, <laughs> I came to Austin. I went to Central Market, which is where I get a lot of the bulk. And then I go, went to the farmer's market in Dripping Springs and got like the vegetables and the flowers and the, mm. you know, the beautiful things that, that are, that are local. Yeah. yeah, I think you try to do, that's going to be, I think the key to not only to our health, but also the way things are going in the world. I think that's going to yeah. be the way to live. Yeah. You know, yeah, hopefully. So we all need our own <laughs> right <laughs> cows. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I mean, I even remember, um, Kim, that movie we saw, Stink. Uh, stink. Yeah. Mm. About fragrance and how all oh, the things right. in the word the word <gasps> fragrance. Well, candles. And everything they could are they could hide in the word fragrance. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. The word I fragrance can be stink the movie is oh, so great. I know I need to see it. It's I mean, incredible. although now I understand fragrance because a lot of people knock your scent off, which mm. is happening yes. to me. Mm. So I was considering using fragrance and not giving out what I'm using, but then I don't know, then that's gonna cause people to think that it's fragrance. <laughs> So yeah. maybe I can say natural scent or something. Well, natural, unregulated word. Yes, that's right. So ah. natural fragrance also means nothing. What if I say Shiva's, you could call me. Give me a call. Give me a call. <laughs> I'll tell give you. me a call, I'll tell you. I'll tell, tell you what's in my fragrance. Yeah. <laughs> it's you all know, in the name. It's all in the name. <laughs> you yeah. know what's interesting is I rarely wear any scent and... Before I came to do this podcast, I decided to spritz something mm. for the first time in a while. Mm. And I'm wearing Fair Verona by Strange Invisible. Oh, she's and lovely. She yes. has beautiful scents. Beautiful yeah. scents. And they're, they're natural in the way yes. that mm. they're actually natural. I have to connect you to my friend in Santa Fe. She makes the most beautiful perfumes. It's called Illuminated Yes. Mm. Oh, like oak tree resin. Ah. And honey and like exquisite. Ah. So there are people, and this is what happens. I think our little circle gets smaller and smaller of what we want to use. And then those people can build on that niche. Yeah. One of the first things I tell people to do actually that are wanting to clean up is I'm usually like, I'm sorry, but 
throw the Perfume. fragrances and throw away the bathroom sprays. Um, yes. Poopery is one of our sponsors because she doesn't use anything oh, synthetic. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's great. And so uh, to just shift it out. Or like mm-hmm. you go to an Airbnb, the first thing I do is take out all those like fume thingies that, mm-hmm. are, by the li- that are plugged in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Open up the windows. And, and it's funny when you go off of it, it's kind of like sugar. Then when you're, you're exposed. Just, oh, shocking. you get like, yes, it's yeah. shocking. And you get like, I usually get a headache. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like I remember noticing this years ago in LA when I'd be hiking with my dog and I could smell people before I saw them. Wow. Like between the sprays and the deodorants and the, you know, the gels and the I, lotions and the, I could smell the fumes coming because wow. I was being so clean, you yeah. know, it's yeah. interesting. Well, mm. you, t- you, you start to strip down the stimulation mm. and then you become sensitive. You're tuned like you, yes. you become a highly tuned instrument mm. and your senses really start coming online. It <gasps> makes me want to do that with the phone now. Like I feel like I do it with food. I do it with my products. Now I want to like, I'm, I've been actually determined to do less and less phone because imagine how much more sensitive we would be, right? Yeah, that phone has a really big <laughs> cord. Yes. Yeah. It's wild to just even put it on airplane mode and sit and do a podcast. Oh my gosh. No, like, is the world crumbling around me? I, I would have no idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we might. Um, <laughs> yes. Or those little ET antennas that we have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mama we antennas. Feel, or the dogs would alert us. I right? know. I yeah. was just thinking that. Yeah. Well, you were saying earlier how we upgrade as we have children. And I really do believe that. I believe our psychic abilities get so much stronger. They're little antennas. And when they come in, it's like, boom, you suddenly, that mother's intuition comes online. Oh my gosh. It's so powerful. and So powerful. Yeah. Mm. It's it's Gosh, Kimberly, yours really must be like off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Her intuition is off. Yours yeah. must be like <laughs> constantly. I'm feeling pretty tuned right now, actually. Yeah, she is. I am feeling pretty tuned. I, I feel like I'm on some substance right now. Ah, well, welcome to our world. <laughs> Sisterhood <laughs> substance. That's right. Yes. It's the bathroom yeah. upgrade. Is it? I really yeah. do. I feel like I'm in some, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So Shiva, I would be so curious to know even more about you because as close and as deep as we have gone, I don't know that much about your story. <laughs> so we, we've, yeah. we've come to 10 years old, 11 years old. You arrived in the US. What happened then? And where did you arrive? Because that's such a big, yeah. massive yeah. change for, I'm imagining Joshua's age. Right, right. Well, I think that's when it... I mean, listen, I think my earlier years, I sort of glamorize it and say that that period in Iran was so fabulous, but there, it was, there was things there's like, you know, I think at five I was molested. I mean, mm. you know, by a, by a man servant of a friend's house, mm. you know, so there's things that like, I think that, but it, but it's okay because all these things are scaffolding for the building that I've created, you know, that yes. I've created. And that's why I always reach out to people and like I know and I can I can help you in some way and you know I think that it creates that empathy mm, yeah yeah um, thank you for sharing oh yeah I don't usually share that but I feel like that's like cuz it's not just like a happy go lucky you know idyllic childhood yeah. in some ways but in other ways it was I think the imagine my imagination 
saved me. And I think it still does. Like, I think imagination is the other thing besides magnesium that I would give. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> magnesium and melatonin and sea salt. I would, and sunshine, I would give children the ability to, to hone that imagination. Cause imagination is like, you know, like Einstein says, it's more powerful than knowledge. It's right? the doorway to creation. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how yes. did you move to such a casual place of being able to say that? Which part? What was your oh, process the, of, of healing and are you still in it? Oh yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. I think it's tr- being on the other side mm. and also being so, maybe it's what makes me a lioness in some ways. Like I am so outspoken and willing to like, you know, do anything for my friends and children. And, you know, maybe it gives me that ferocious side having gone through that and coming, coming on the other side. Um, so I think it's that probably. Yeah. But um but I was going to say actually that coming to America was then the the hardest part probably of yeah. the journey because then mm-hmm. it was like oh my gosh, choice, like too many choices. And what language did you speak? Farsi and English. I okay. spoke both. You did. Yeah. Okay. And the school I went to was international, so we also learned like a little French and yeah, it was it was an interesting school. It was in a hotel, so it was just very eccentric. Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. every bedroom, ha- I mean, every classroom had a shower and it was like an old hotel. It was rambling. And um, What were the choices? Memories. Oh, so coming to America, I definitely went through a period where my grandmother, she was the one who was the most worried about me because, well, I had constant nightmares. I was always chewing my fingers and I couldn't make a decision. Like she would take me shop. We were refugees. She would take me shopping for clothes and I couldn't make a decision because there's so many choices. Wow. So I would freeze or like we'd go to the grocery store and she'd say, pick a cereal. And I was like, like we had, you know, we didn't have cereal in Iran or we had, you know, we had so little choice, like to have a hundred cereals looking at you, Wow. you know, or ice creams, 31 flavors. Like it just seemed overwhelming. Wow. Three, we had three television, television stations in Iran, you know? Mm. to come to America. And it was just like, I think that was the greatest, like, uh, upheaval, you know, upheaval or what is it? Um, mountain to, to overcome was just like getting used to all the choices. And then, and that's why I love where I'm at now because I probably still would have that, but now I'm like, okay, no, it has to be clean. It has to be good for you. It has to be, you yeah. know, <clears throat> what a, what an amazing thing to know where you are yeah. in the world. Yeah. Wow. How, okay, so now you're integrating your choices and you start coming into your teen years. Oh, girl. <laughs> That's when I, you know, the good thing is that I grew up in Los Angeles, California, mm. and I did pretty much everything so that by the time I was 18, I was like straight, sober. Oh, wow. And sober. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd done everything as far as like- you explored. Yeah, not explored in a good sense. I mean, you're just like, you're, you know, I had so many friends that died. Wow. In that era. Oh my gosh. Car accidents, drug overdose. I mean, Pacific Palisades in that time, you know, you get, you know, surfing school, like everyone would be doing lines and smoking a joint, going, catching the waves and then coming, you know, it was just that. It was fast times at Ridgemont High, basically. Got it. They based it on my high school. (laughs) So it was- Seriously? Pally High, yes. Oh my gosh. It was based on fast times. Did not know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But in a way it was so good because I also knew what I wanted and I luckily was a theater. I had like two sides to my personality. I was like the party girl- 
you know, hang out with all the cool surfer kids. And then I was like the theater thespian nerd that like Mm. nobody knew the Mm. two sides, Mm. but I had such a love for like theater and books and old movies. And Mm. so, and that's probably what saved my life ultimately because I realized I didn't want to go down that other road. Yeah. Wow. That's traumatic to lose a close friends. Oh gosh. It's so hard. I know I was telling my daughter yesterday, it's so ironic, but they played rambling on at one of my friend's funerals that Led Zeppelin song. And it's so poignant when you hear the words mm-hmm. about, you know, and they wrote, Zeppelin wrote it about Lord of the Rings. I don't know. And if the, the lyrics are just about, wow. you know, this beautiful girl that the darkness takes away. Mm. And I was just telling her this yesterday in the car. I was like, listen to these words. <laughs> How old's your daughter? She's 17. My youngest. Oh, that's yeah. so great. She's so sweet. <laughs> She's so, she's so such I, a character. I love her. She comes <laughs> she over to the ranch. Uh-huh. All the kids are obsessed with her. Aww. She's just super chill, super cool. She's a great baker. Great I baker. remember having some of her, she made this chocolate chip bar thing at one point. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh-huh. no, she's definitely gifted in that department and, and plants. She's great at landscaping. Wow. Things. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, living with the earth, that one. Yes. Yet exploring her teenage years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Virgo, I live with two Virgos. So oh, okay. They're both very earth. I get my mom's. A Virgo. That's right. I yeah. met, I love your mom. That's right. You yeah. met my mom. <laughs> Colette. Yes, yes Colette. Yeah. Which is my older daughter's name. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. She's yeah. sensational. Thank you. Yeah. She's sensational. I know. I'm so grateful. My girls, you know, my girls mm. are. And then my partner has two children too, who I just absolutely love. And yeah. It's good. It's like. So I, Shiva's yeah. got this super fun, awesome Texan partner. That <laughs> reeled her in, Dan Dyer. If you haven't and a great heard voice, yeah. his oh music, God, incredible. Thank yes. you. Yeah, he's so, so talented. He's so yeah. talented. He's so talented. Tell tell us how you got this Texan cowboy to reel you <laughs> over to Texas. Mm, well, <laughs> yeah, pre pandemic, like way before yes, anybody right else before. was fleeing. No, exactly. It was just so crazy. Right? It was my best friend's wedding, uh, Lila Koi Moon, who I don't yeah. know if you guys know mm. who she is, uh, Lisa Bonet. I love her. Uh, and her mm. wedding was like pff, epic to Jason Momoa. I mean, it couldn't get more epic. And I saw him there, Dan, and I wasn't interested romantically. So that's why I was very brave and brazen uh, because I really didn't care. Yeah. And I marched up to him and I was like, all right, what do you do when you see a black bear as opposed to a grizzly bear? <laughs> Because that was the question I was asking every man at the time. Because I figured the man that I would end up with would have to know the answer to that question. So all you men out there, if you don't know the answer to this question. Really? There's a a legit answer? Yes. Look at this sexy little stunning human. What would you do? Come on. You knew a little bit you were interested. Honestly, he was so intriguing to me because he had cowboy hat. We were in Topang. Uh-huh. He had this great jacket on. He had this cowboy hat, and he's tall and big. And I was t- totally just curious. I'm like, who is this person? Like, what I mean, is his story? You know. <laughs> uh, and he said, um, he looked at me and he's like, "Well, ma'am, <laughs> when it's a black bear, you get real big and you scare him off, and when it's a grizzly bear, you play dead." And I was like, "Shit." 
the first man to answer the question correctly. So I turned around and left. I was, like, I was like, I was like, then I was like, oh my God, wait a second. <laughs> you didn't think that far ahead. I really didn't. No one had answered correctly. <laughs> wow. So, and then that led to one, and then that was the first night because it was a three day wedding situation. And I literally left. I saw, he looked at me and I, I left. I was like, oh my God, I can't handle that. No, no. Can't handle that. A little too sexy to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in control anymore. I can't handle that. Was it the ma'am or the answer? (laughs) Exactly. All of it. The whole package. (laughs) Or the cowboy hat. (laughs) Probably the whole thing. Wow. (sighs) And then the second night was the actual wedding. And then after the wedding, we were actually standing near each other or across from each other watching the wedding. And then after the wedding, you know, he came up to me, he got a drink, he got me a drink and then he kissed me and he was like, you knew that was going to happen. And I was like, oh, (laughs) it's not my plan right now. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He brought you a drink and kissed you? I mean, you know, through, it like took a, it was over a course of a few hours, but yes, ultimately he did. And which is so sexy because women want a man to be in their masculine, right? The polarity Mm -hmm. thing. So for did me, he rein you? Did he rein you in and make out with you, or did he no, like? No, 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 no. It was like a gentle kid. Yeah, okay. Because he's very gentlemanly too, yeah. of course. Yeah. Which the combination is even more hard to resist, right? Yeah. A masculine man who's actually a gentleman. Yeah. That's like swoon worthy. Yeah. Uh, I wow. feel like Texas is good at that. Right? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, you found one. Yeah. Yeah. Or he found you. Um, yeah. <laughs> found you. Yeah. And listen, it's always, it's, it's work, right? Yeah. Relationships are work. And, um, and I'm a very stable, rational person. Like I've always been in my houses for over a decade. I was in this house that I was in for like 12 years and my business, like everything is very, I'm very pragmatic. But we met each other, and after six months, we bought land together. It was something, I don't know what it was. It was spirit, or mm. I was guided. I, and my my soul was like, yes. I didn't even know what was going to happen with him, but I knew I had to buy this land that we're on now. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, the pandemic hits, and I was like, I need to leave California right now. And there's our land, and just all kind of fell to place. How perfect. Well, LA perfect. was a little difficult during COVID because we we're all in our houses. And when you do have land, it is really a saving grace to be able to go outside and just take a deep breath. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were part of my safety and landing here. I was like, Shiva's there. (laughs) Okay. So I got an anchor because it took me a lot. I was very, like I had a love hate relationship with LA, but it, it was really it's so beautiful yeah. to me. But I wanted, yeah. I, I had this deep desire for nature, and California has some of the oh, most yeah. beautiful nature. nature. But yeah. it was, you know, so much guidance to come to Texas. And yeah, you were definitely a safety piece <laughs> for me. I'm so glad. So, I'm so glad you came. Yeah. It gives, it really eases my soul to have yeah. a group of friends, you know, sisters. So here. crazy how many of us are here now. Just it's yes, it's mind boggling. And there's a reason. There's a reason Mm -hmm. besides the practical reasons. I feel like there's an energy vortex of something. David Wolf says it's the limestone, you know, and the clean waterways. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it Mm. is, but there's something pulling people here. 
Yeah, there is. There's certainly been some transitions. And then there's something pulling people to LA because mm. they're all, you know, a lot of people left LA, but then a lot of people arrived to LA. Mm. So it's interesting. It's diff- different, like soul congregation. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of people left New York for LA. <gasps> right. You know, right. That, that's yeah. true. So it's like different people. I mean, we're hurting, souls hurting and different yeah. exoduses mm-hmm. and yeah. migrations. It's interesting to look back, like look in the future when we look back to mm-hmm. see what it was all about, you know. It'll be interesting discovery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll never forget when you called me and you were here visiting and you were driving around in a convertible and you're like, I love it here. <laughs> That's right. oh my God. The wind was blowing in her. It was like seduce, full sedu- seduction before well, the heat listen. arrived. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow, well, that was October when you found it, right? No, it was, was September. August. It was August. And it was, oh, so it was the heat. It, oh. The heat was on. The heat was on, but I arrived and I got off the plane. It was so beautiful. I got off the plane and all of a sudden thunderstorm mm-hmm. and it Aww. came down so hard that we had to pull over oh my I was gosh. like what is happening this <laughs> is not even drivable rain oh yeah yeah no, when it comes down like it, that, it was like yeah. a monsoon and then um and then I was met with like the hottest heat of my life mm-hmm. and what am I doing and can't even put a convertible down at that point <laughs> but what really charmed me about Texas were country roads. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I yes. don't have to be at a stoplight or oh, spend 20 no minutes parking. Too. No billboards. You go for yes. a mile. You're just yeah. like, what is different here? Oh, there's no billboards. There's no mini malls. There's no Starbucks. There's no, I mean, it's such yeah. a different, you don't yeah. get it until you well, like, realize like yeah. what's different. It depends on where you're at. Yeah, where you're at. But I'm town. saying like between yeah. my house and your house, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's just vast rolling mm-hmm. hills. The, well, the wildest thing is the first time I ever drove out to Shiva's house, I had the craziest <laughs> experience because first of all, no reception. Yeah. That's one thing. Second thing, you are entering a point where wildlife... <laughs> And people's <laughs> cattle roam free. Oh, yeah. Meaning oh, really? there's roads here where you're driving and the cattle have no fencing. So they are oh, just, yeah. and by the way. So the farmer owns both sides of the road and it's just an easement. But mm-hmm. yes, but the, the roads, I think with the beautiful wildflowers and the cows coming here. Yeah. <laughs> they're, I um, saw that. They're am- <laughs> it's amazing. And that's the one thing though that I've been getting in touch with is is um, the cattle and the livestock can be so beautiful when done properly mm-hmm. and treated properly. And at the same time, what I'm discovering and learning through, you know, all of my friends in this industry is that it can also decimate the soil because mm. in nature, animals herd they and they they migrate and they go from place to place so you know yes. we may be inviting our neighbors longhorns onto our land oh, because great. that would re, that would replenish our soil in so many Isn't ways that crazy we yeah. like realize it would and also it would replenish theirs because they've been so acclimated to that land that they're eating the same thing right. every time mm-hmm. and it would be good for them too. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the great things about this last summer, we went to Yellowstone mm. and all around that area of Wyoming, you can be driving and all of a sudden there is a buffalo in the road. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And they migrate to different areas. what America was like. Yeah. 
back. I mean, I sometimes have these visions that we may go back, like everything's going to fall apart. There'll mm-hmm. be a cyber shutdown mm. and we're all, and everything will just shut down and we're going to go back to what it was. Cause Dan, my partner always says how there were bears and mountain lions and buffalo and in these books that you read all not so long ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, the late 1800s. I mean, it was just like, have you been to Rome Ranch yet? No. Where is that? It's near where we are, uh, near Fredericksburg. And what's incredible is when they bought the the land, the owner was like, well, mm-hmm. this creek hasn't been running in, you know, decades and it's dry and so and so. But they came and they started running buffalo on the land, bison, because uh, they sell, you know, the meat and so on. And then the creek came back and now it's a roaring river. R-O-M-E? R-O-A-M. R-O-A-M. Yes. And it's because of that. Because wow. the buffalo, the bison know what to do to the land. And then that breaks up wow. the soil and that attracts this and attracts that. And it brings wow. the rain. And then uh, now they have the full creek river back. Wow. That's so beautiful. And that's outside it's, of Fredericksburg or right there? Like that's f- incredible. Yes. And you can go and actually sign up for these days where they actually will hunt the bison and, you know, hunt it and kill it. And then you can eat the heart. I mean, it's a whole like process. So you really yeah. get the grasp of what our ancestors did when they were hunting these, these animals for well, sustenance. The, the food industry is interesting because I don't know that I could ever kill an animal, but I can eat one, which means there's a disconnect. Me, we should go together. There's a, yeah. it, there's there a disconnect. Because I feel there's, like there's we that. We should, if you're going to eat them, mm. you should be able to look at them in the eye. And thank yes. them. And mm-hmm. thank them. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can thank your food. I've, I, I, mm. I have a whole bunch of vegan meals in my life. I, I'm not a huge meat eater, but. I'm like you. I'm like type A blood. Like I, I do meat medicinally. Yeah. But still, it's yeah. like, it's medicine. It makes you feel well, so it, different. It would be super interesting to have a looking glass into the future and see if this happens. And with all the beautiful evolutions that we've also had. So like going back doesn't really feel like going back. It feels like going right, forward. Right. It'll we've, be a new world. We've come so yes. far. Yes. No, I agree. So we're not going to be <laughs> we're not washing our clothes on a washboard. <laughs> no, no, it's not like. And we're voting. <laughs> yes, we're, yes. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like going, it's not like Afghanistan, you know, yeah. we're not going back to what, you know, that is. No, it's some utopian, at least in my head it is, some utopian life. So with that, you're creating your own utopia. So you create, you, do you raise, like do you raise, do you grow is the right word. We're talking about I'm shifting from animal to plant. So do you grow a lot of the uh, the things, the saffron and things that you use in your products? We're trying. We're trying. We did plant um, an orchard. So we have, we're growing, uh, you know, mulberries right now, which are so beautiful and mm. so hardy. So we have like hundreds of mulberry trees and I want to create something with that because it's wow. coming. I mean, my partner and I go and we eat, we're supposed to be harvesting them, but we <laughs> We just go and eat them all. They're just—it's so exciting to have that, you yeah. know, yeah. to grow um, something and have yes. it. Yeah, especially where we're at, because believe me, we lost you know a lot of trees too during the polar vortex. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I do feel like a pioneer woman sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. just the amount of—it's not like California where you throw some seeds and <laughs> you have a beautiful yeah, abundance. Orchard. Yeah, exactly. We've lost chickens. We've lost bees. We've lost trees. I mean, it's been like heartbreak too. Wow. You know, and Dan. Mm-hmm daily does his work around the land and it's like it's heartbreaking you know to see that but also we're learning so much what's the life of the farmer 
I yes, mean, it's exactly. so hard. I remember People don't realize like that, how my, hard. Yeah, my husband, when he first met my dad and they were talking about something and and Bobby made the comment, well, you're a farmer. You're the, one of the biggest gamblers out there oh. because, you know, you can work and work and work and then just have, you know, a storm come in and all of it's gone. Gone. You know, or your, your whole year. Or something. Or, yeah, yeah, there's just, you just never know. And I think that's why farmers are so faithful. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you have to have that higher power Definitely. connecting you to trust the earth, to trust the land, to trust this is going to work. And, and a lot of times it doesn't. Well, Daniel, my partner says he was never religious till he started farming you yeah. know, to growing yeah. things. It's, <laughs> it's, now yeah. he's right. You, you've got to have <laughs> or faith. I mean, I mean, he was yeah, always spiritual, something. but something with God. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. you do, you are praying you know, we put on like Native American rain music when the rain clouds are around. Use all the things. We've had all my, Charlotte, Dan and I sitting out there like, you know, and you, my beautiful sisters here came over and we did a mandala and we did a blessing to the land to bring back the creek mm. and it's coming. It's funny mm. how Texans are all like, oh, it'll be back. It's yeah. Coming. They just know, they right? Just they know. have such a rhythm. Well, I love what they say. You know, yesterday we were sweltering. I was sweltering in this cabin as we were yes. you know, doing mm-hmm. a podcast and then it's like, well, if you don't like the weather, it's Texas. Just wait 10 minutes. And it's so true. It changes so fast. It changes. I mean, freezing to hot to sweating. Mercurial. To, yeah. Kind of it, like our moods. Well, and we had, <laughs> seriously, and we had such a massive thunderstorm last night. Right? It was oh, oh, my God. It was incredible. Wasn't I was it like, exquisite? bring it on. Yes. I know. When you see the... Yeah, and the negative ions, which yeah. is we so need, which we get yeah. used to get from the ocean. You know, yeah. it's the same negative ions. Yeah, that- we haven't had one in such a long time. It just felt so good to like, oh, thank you, God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you say that as a farmer, it made him more spiritual. If you've just watched Clarkston Family Farms. Mm. which is something <gasps> oh, we've been watching. Be- what is that? It. It's a show on Netflix, which honestly, James and I are um, working on something right now. And it's hilarious because he's going through so many of the things that we go through and we don't really have a farm. We have a garden, but you but watch so, him you get invested. Yeah. You get, you watch him get more in tune with the land, mm. with the animals, with the rhythm, with mm. his habitat. And you just watch how he drops in more and more and more into his knowingness and his curiosity mm-hmm. and his oneness with nature. And it's just something that naturally happens. Where does it take place? It's um, in England. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, we'll have hmm. to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, I think there's something happening, right? It's like a res- yeah. resurgence. People are just... They just want to be back to the land. Yeah. Well, I think there's so much chaos. Everybody's being called yeah. to slow down and to root, right? Yes. And who, you know, rooting in the city is a little hard, right? You know, right. but you know, you root where it's available to you. But even in the city, they've got those. Who was it? Our guest that had that whole plant planter thing. He told us about oh, the you, hydro, the hydro, could, yes, yeah, that you, you could plant you can things plant, on your balcony, yeah, on your balcony or yeah. even inside of your house mm-hmm. that we could use. Yes, there are answers now. I just right? feel like we go in and out of seasons because we're having this conversation. We're all in this rural, you know, natural ranch kind of life. Peggy's on land, Spring. you're on land, I'm on land. If we took every single person in the world and we put them on lots of lands, we're out 
of land. Right. And so there is so much beauty to how we all harmonize as humans. Like we said, Mm. people, we left LA, people arrived to LA. And when I go to LA, I also see the beauty of the city again. Mm -hmm. And that is creativity and community. And yes. And, and there's, there's a different rhythm there. And I'm like, ah, everything is outside the door. Um, the farmer's market is exquisite. Oh, the land the far- is that's harsh what I miss here. the most. I know. <laughs> I miss all the flowers. Oh, Everything is gosh. so flowering and it's right. so fragrant. The jasmine. Yeah. Oh my God. The, it's no. just, the jasmine, yeah, the, the jasmine. orange oh. blossoms. Yeah. So, you know, there is exquisite. Oh, is yes. really, especially now that they have had rain. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, it oh was God. devastatingly green. depressing before. It's so green. It's so and green. now it's like stunning. But there's something yeah. about uh, living with people in an apartment, in a condo, the congregation of the communal areas, the communal gardens. Oh, like yeah. There's in something New York. definitely like yeah. a charm that you feel like I, in Paris or New York I mean, or we something. You hear the music at one from point. The, yeah. It's romantic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's something so romantic about it. But it feels like for me with my kids at this age, we needed this natural expansion and we needed to understand very deeply where the things that we were eating every day were coming Mm -hmm. from. And so I feel like it's a season in life that I just hope everybody gets a taste of Mm. because it can recalibrate. I feel like people can move together too on plots of land. Like you were saying, you know, I think people Mm -hmm. are doing that, like getting families together. (laughs) (laughs) We do that here. (laughs) Yes, I was here two years. This was Peggy Sink. (laughs) This was my bathroom. Oh, it was. was Nice, I like it. (laughs) Until we took it over for the podcast. I moved out. This became. Yeah. Are you on your land now? Yeah. Well, not our land. Land. We're we're in a on an acreage right now, but our land land is down near you. Yes. Which yeah. I'm so glad you're yeah. coming towards me. So, it's so yeah. special. On her land, she has this. Can I tell? Yeah. Magical tree that was hit by lightning, and it's split. And underneath, there is the most beautiful, bright green plant. I don't know. Oh. Mullen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mullen. Mullen. Yes. Yeah, but it was yes. as Mullen's big as this table magic. glistening oh. under this and it was literally a vortex. I walked over there and was like, oh my God, it was <laughs> wild. Yeah. And on the property, when we went to go look at it, everything changed. Like the topography was as we turned down this road, I was like, Where are we? There's mm. something different happening here. It's yes. so interesting and it feels really good, but it's it's different it's than different. two miles where we were at. Oh yeah. And come to find out, um, one a corporation, this woman who owns a corporation, bought like 40,000 acres mm-hmm. and she's devoted that back to nature oh, and has beautiful. all these wild buffalo and everything. Oh and that's gosh. adjacent to our property where we're at. And, and I just found out we're in a, a large subdivision where the, the tracks are six and 10 acres. Mm-hmm. And I just found out last week, I don't know if I told you this, but we're getting to keep our agricultural Exemptions. exemption oh, because we're there, we're raising the community will be raising, um, antelope. Oh. And and getting them from like India and Nepal, like access, like access, and what they do for the land, they regenerate. Mm. And so oh. I don't know enough about it yet, yeah. but it's like 
That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? And that's the thing I love about such... Texas is these ag exemptions. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Uh-huh. Right. No, the fact <laughs> no, that you it's can, amazing. You can harmonize, but you can have bees and yeah. that gives you. And they you... allow you to collect and rainwater. Yes. And they allow you to, I mean, they don't, that was California. I think maybe now they're allowing it, but they weren't allowed. 10 years ago, I tried to collect rainwater and they said I'd be fined. That's crazy. Which well, is crazy because California is supposed to be so green. Well, That's I started wild. building Sometimes green. Sometimes they just don't know what they don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. I think I, they've changed that since Well, then. I hope so. I started building green homes in California. And when I was doing this, you couldn't have a gray water system, uh, That's which is really which wild. Is so now, wild. That's definitely changed in California. And I think a lot of people are on it to make those shifts right. um, for the betterment. I mean, it's just the irony, right? Well, California is supposed to be leading the way. It's but. shifting. In some ways they are, and in other ways I think it's right. very debatable. Right. <laughs> so, but you know who's joining us is Molly. Do you know Molly from Sage Restaurant? Rylan from Kiss the Ground, his sister. Oh. And Rylan, he's okay. moving. They have a beautiful property mm. towards Banderas, towards you. And it's like your property. It's like this, va- you just don't even think you're in Texas. It's like this lush valley, beautiful. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's this lush valley. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. I know. It's like, where are we? And it's all yellow and beautiful. I mean, it's oh, incredible. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're lucky. Well, Sheba, I, I uh, want to bring it to something else that keeps popping into <laughs> mind because there's something that you do really beautifully. Mm. And I think it has potential to help somebody if you share you moved to Texas and your uh, your ex-husband and you share children mm-hmm. and you are managing to provide this very beautiful, healthy lifestyle for your daughter in this co-parenting relationship where he lives in a different state. Oh gosh, yeah. How do you do that? <gasps> well, I think it's in some ways it is easier than when child goes every weekend or every other weekend, mm-hmm. because I think that breaks their, their, their rhythm sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes that's harder. Yeah. Um, and actually it was COVID. I don't think my ex would have wanted Charlotte to come to Texas if COVID hadn't hit and we didn't know what was happening and everything was closed. And, and yeah. I was like, are you okay with it? He's like, yeah, just take her. So honestly, I think that helped mm. allow her to come because I wasn't I don't think he would have been that agreeable before that. Yeah. And he's in New York now. He's doing a, a TV oh, show there. I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, he's been living in New York. So I think it's much better that way too. So I think you have to ultimately think of the child. What's yeah, better for yeah. the child? Like but being in an apartment in New York or... But yeah, she here. spends time with her dad. Yeah, she goes there in the summer. Yeah. You know, so she'll spend time there with it's, him. It's interesting how different people navigate that. Yes. I, I um, had a client last week, had never heard of this. They they kept the family home and oh, kept yeah. the children there. I've heard that a lot. And then both yeah. of the parents moved out. And then one one week, the one parent comes. The, so the kids never leave the family home. Right. And each of the parents, they divorce and they go buy their own home. Which is so wonderful for the and, children. Right? right. And then the parent takes a week there and then that person leaves the other parent. So they're every other week, but the parents are the ones leaving and the children stay put in their own bedrooms and in their so- I safety. I think it's, you can afford it. But, that's but, well, that's then the, the key. Well, yeah. the challenge <laughs> then also becomes when you are now in this situation, this woman's now remarried with a man who's right. also divorcing. He's got his two little ones. Right. And they've ended up being, they've ended up working it out. Then when they're just 
naturally them when they both don't have their kids they happen to be together mm -hmm. but she never then actually gets to be with his children mm -hmm. because the week she's with her kids it's a really interesting dynamic it's not perfect i can't imagine any of them are perfect but it seems to be working right. and everybody seems to be really healthy yeah. but it's like okay when you know what's the next level because i want to get to know your children and it's it's a thing. It's, yes. I, I feel for everybody having to oh, gosh. navigate those Well, I think first things. you have to be in harmony with your ex. Yeah. Yes. Because otherwise sure. you can't get anywhere with any of that. Yes. And then the children will be used as pawns, right? Yeah. So oh. I think first and foremost, you have to. And that was So congrats. A goal. All that to say well, congrats. It's, it's, it's been I a long imagine. road, too. It wasn't definitely yeah. wasn't that way in the beginning. I think we had to work towards that. Um, and divorce is so hard, so hard on the soul, you mm -hmm. know, especially when you have such a beautiful, you know, my partner, my ex-partner and I had such a beautiful, 16 years we were together. Oh, wow. You know, it's a really long time. I was 21 and, you know, two children. And I don't think that goes, the love doesn't go away. Yeah. No. You know? yeah. That's the thing. It's just like. I just sent him glutathione the other day. I was like, I want him to be happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's awesome. It's a spray on glutathione, which I, I think love is genius, right? Glutathione. I yeah. Exactly okay, so tell one. me about it. Tell me about the glutathione. I what forget, is it? It's too? a doctor made it, right? Yeah. And it's a spray on, so it actually you just spray it instead of taking it. And what topically. does it do for you? Well, glutathione is a great antioxidant and it oh. helps you detoxify your body like we were talking about. And the reason why I like coffee enemas is because it makes you create glutathione 700 times in your body, which is oh, one really? of the things that helps. Coffee make. enemas? Yes. I mean, I've Screen heard of them enemas. for, I've yes. heard of them cancer patients using them. I had a client yes. who had cancer and it, she was convinced she cured herself oh, with yeah. coffee enemas. No, they're, they're, they're like miraculous. And the Dr. Yeah. Gershon is a cancer doctor and okay. he started the okay. coffee enema train what, in the 70s or 80s because he found out that in World War II, when the nurses in Germany, when they would run out of like morphine, they would give the soldiers green coffee to keep the pain away. And so a lot of people get on this coffee enema if they have wow. debilitating pain, which is something I had a few years back from a car accident. So it's almost like you will do the thing that you don't want to do. A green coffee enema sounds so, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's not what it is. We're so in the bathroom. Body. We can yeah. talk about it. Exactly. But, but not, you will do it if you're in pain. Exactly. I've not done it. I have to say, I've heard a lot of people have deep success. I just want to say to everybody, like we're recommending so many things always check in with your body, yes. right? And yeah. your and holistic you, doctor, functional doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, of course, know. that's the legal things we have to yes. say. Yeah. And, I'm covering it for and, you. And, yeah. and, you cover and, those. We'll cover the intuition part. And by the way, we should, because yes. it's about getting your information, right? And then trusting your intuition. So getting your information and then having the conversation with your body, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, does this feel right for me? And like I said, I would not have done it if I wasn't in such agony and you know and that's why I was like I'll try anything wow. and that was yeah. like that you know I always say there's nothing like physical pain to get you to the altar the altar of God because mm -hmm. truly you get like if you've been to that place where you're on your knees crying you know to just like end it because of pain you will do whatever you have to do and yeah. that's one of how I started getting on that on that jag it's much harder now that I share 
a house with <laughs> others. So, the cowboy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come here. <laughs> my kid. Funny. I'll right. bring my tea set and my coffee and a massage. That's oh, right. Oh my God. There's nothing. Yeah, like, you create a beautiful tea ceremony. Yeah, there's that nothing like sure. sitting for tea with yeah, her. Exactly. And Kimberly, too. Yes, mm, Kimberly's beautiful. really like, wow. I, I love serving tea. Okay, so. We have a segment that we do on here called Ask Peggy. Mm. And so, you know, she's a divine channel. Is there anything <gasps> that you would like to ask her? Okay. Uh, Kauai is like my heart place. Mm. <laughs> Mine too. Oh, really? Just say that. Okay. Yeah. And there's this place that I've been looking at that it's a little bit out of my budget, but I keep, I keep yearning for it. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I know it's a hard question. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> you have to like let go, right? So is the question, should you acquire it? And if so, when? I think I would have to make a lot of sacrifices if I did that. That's the only thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can feel that like it's not in your body. Like it's like, it's off. Like there's something off mm -hmm. about it. Um, I don't know that it's this one. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, it's really up to you because I can see, yeah, you could do this, 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 and this and buy it. Um, but I also feel like the consideration that you have for your kids and where they're at and, and all of that delicate things. Mm -hmm. And it feels like there is something else that could come along um, in like three years, they're showing me, if mm. you wanted that, if you wanted to let this go. Okay. And um, because it just feels like there's some things that are, are, are building here. And if you stop, you have to kind of take exactly. it apart and then exactly. go to buy that yes. where you're not getting the fullness of what you're building up here. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Because you're, you're so. cutting it short. You're cutting the growth short. Right. But if you allow that to really um, come to its harvest, which feels mm. about three years, mm. then you can sell that. I know you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then that can be like, now it's like you've got, now you now everything expands, right? And you can it feels like actually even get something better mm. because this one feels a little limited by your mind and yeah. by what you're trying to balance. Wow. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you know, again, I love you, that you love Kauai too. I do. I just started going there maybe five years ago, mm -hmm. and it's the most romantic, um, spiritual place. I very think spiritual. that. that I've been powerful. I mean, Israel's very spiritual, but it's very harsh. Yeah. You know, there's a harshness with Israel. Maybe it's masculine energy, whereas Kauai is so feminine. It's so feminine. So yeah. So feminine. And I have it's one like of being the, in the womb. biggest healings <laughs> I've ever had. Wow. When I, I, I kept being, it was, it was storming, thunder, rain. We were on top of a, a, a beautiful overlook uh, home mm. and I kept wanting to go outside. And every time I'd go outside, the thunder, lightning, and rain would happen again. And I kept going, and Spirit's like, come outside. And I finally said to Bobby, I'm going outside, don't worry about me. Because he's like, you're going to get struck by lightning, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm being told I'm supposed to go out there, and I don't know why. And I went out there, and of course, it's pouring down rain on me. Mm. And a memory came back oh. when I was three years, I was five years old, and I was 
sitting in the car and um, we were on two lanes of traffic stopped because there was a tornado and there was a big semi next to us. (gasps) And my mom was in the front seat. My sister was in the other seat holding my little baby brother. This is before seat belts, before car seats. I'm sitting behind my mom and my little brother is sitting behind my sister. And she's like, get on the floor. And we were crouched down on the floor. And my mom started saying the rosary. And with every, you know, our father, the front of the car would lift up and drop. Lift up and drop and lift up and drop. And so that memory was embedded in me of the rain and the storm and the fear. And I used to go babysit my neighbor's children. And I was like, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. And when it would start to sprinkle, I would literally shake. My body Mm. would shake. And I know what that is now, but back then I didn't know what it meant. Mm. And I would call my home and I would ask my little brother to come be with me because I was so scared to be alone. And Mm. he'd ride his bicycle up there in the rain, Mark, (laughs) and look at me like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're supposed (laughs) to be the adult. I'm 11 years old. You're 13. (laughs) It's just like sprinkling. What's wrong? And they used to make fun of me and I didn't understand it. Until that moment, I realized that whole post-traumatic stress, the NLP mm-hmm. that happens, the neuro-linguistic programming that's happening, when you're in a trauma, what's going on? And oh, it's yeah. embedded in your nervous system. So the rain oh, comes gosh. again and you're feeling the trauma, but there's nothing in sight. It's a sunny day. Like, what's going on? And I had this huge healing around mm, it and just beautiful. released all the fear, all the trauma. And now I get to love rain again. I love storms oh, again. It's like, it's altered my reality. Kauai does that it, though. It just it does. Can, but I listened, those, yes. you know, I listened to, I listened to the, the knowing I needed to be in that rain because mm-hmm. there was nothing logical about it. Nothing. Like, what are you doing? You're fully closed, standing in a thunderstorm. You're going to get hurt. Mm. But I got a healing. That's incredible. So it was that. So that's my yes the, I version love, of yeah, Kauai. Yeah, exactly. I love Kauai. But <laughs> yeah, but I can see how long you've yeah. been going there. Since I was 15. Oh, wow. So you have a long history with it. Long history. I went when I was 15 because I was at Pali High and uh, my best friend was a, her brother and her father were surfers. And they were like, we're going to this island. You can bring a friend. And I went with her and, uh, and I went out there and at 15, I was like, I'm going to, I'm this, I'm going to live here. It's going to come back. And I wasn't like some psychic. Well, I guess I was in some ways, but you know, it was just interesting. And then Kauai was nothing, like there was nothing no, there. No, there was nothing there. Nothing in yeah. Hanalei and Hainan. I mean, yeah. it was like sod. I remember we went to one restaurant. It was like an old saloon. It had sawdust yeah. on the floor. So I've been going back ever since. Yeah, I, I happened to go during the pandemic. There was mm. like a six-week break right after the pandemic started and they stopped for about right, six weeks. Right, because they, they were very strict. There, and yeah. I went in, it was, it broke my heart. Mm. The people were so downtrodden oh, yeah, and I'm exhausted. Sure. And, and so they the, had some of the strictest oh, COVID the, laws. They had some of the, yeah, the weightedness, all, all the properties closed down. And it right. was just, it just really broke my heart what happened to that, that yeah. little island because it was so just locked down. Which on down. another side, though, was also so healing because a lot of the beaches were able to, yes. they had no people. Mother Nature. It's like really Big Sur. Sur. Yes. Big Sur and Kauai are very, are like mirrors. I feel like they were Lumeria or Atlantis, you know, mm. vibes. Yes, Big Sur closed for like two years because of mudslides and so did Hyena. Mm. Kauai closed, the, the roads shut yes. down both yes. at the same time and they both like revived and now like the turtles are back and the reefs are back it's and always all these perfect. things. Yeah. In some yeah. ways I know it was detrimental. To well, but I know the that people, they, but, we, you know, the people came back as we yeah. do. We can get through these things. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
There's so much beauty in everything when we can zoom out. Mm. Yeah. And appreciate it all. Yeah. yeah. Even the, the tougher experiences yes, in exactly. life. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, thank, thank you, Shiva, you. Thank for you, coming Shiva. on. This is so much fun. So good to yeah. see you. Sorry, I sneezed. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, look at well, this the bathroom. Bathroom. <laughs> clean the- you, you can fart if you want to. We're in a bathroom. You know, not that you want to, but I'm just saying. We're all, oh, it's all good. Thank you. Yeah. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful pleasure to be here. Thank mm. you.